Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Jake goes for a repeat, Chuck gives to charity, and Charizard is everywhere. Chuck, how are we doing, my friend? He's, he's everywhere. Yes, if you go on live, literally, I think, what, eight? At least eighty percent of uh, you go out at eight out of ten. It's Charizard. <laughs> I, I I must be dodging him. It helps if you only play one game every like so many hours, <laughs> right? Uh, everybody's hyped for Charizard. Um, you know, you know, we've been testing it a little bit here locally. Uh, obviously, with you know cups challenges this week, it wasn't legal, so we didn't see him in tournaments yet. But uh, that's just like the talk of the town, I guess. Uh, is yeah. Charizard. Charizard is definitely the talk of the town. I know there's there's gonna we this weekend is gonna be packed full of uh stuff and I have a, expectations of seeing a couple of Charizards in action. So Yeah, for sure, for sure. We'll talk about Charizard a little bit later, but before we do that, I wanna talk about you. How was your week? Your week in Pokemon, you're just your week in life. Anything interesting happened? Uh nothing nothing super interesting. Uh crazy uh life is you know gives you lemons you gotta try and make lemonade but uh that was the week got to pokemon uh was looking for an up we had a charity tournament this week um it was a charity tournament uh it was a case tournament uh it was totally free to enter the store did it big up at refine um so it was a case tournament free entry and there was all kinds of stuff i donated um stuff to put on the prize wall gave you know gave back some of my regional mats that i'm not going to use so uh but very cool, very cool was looking to do well there too uh it was a big crowd we had like almost the full house i think we were four people away from being at capacity for the night um so uh that was cool um gave gave uh radiant charizard and sable well, Sables are another go because I did good there the last time, you know, I was like, well, I'll just run it back. Uh, did make one change to the deck, uh, went with the bravery charm that uh, we have. I figured maybe I'll try it in here that we've. Right, right. So uh, it actually is super useful Dude, uh, every now and then. Bravery charm is underrated, such a good card, and not a lot of people are talking about it. So it's not a great. lot of people. I will say it did not be super effective in any of my matches, but there were times where I was like, "Man, if I could have seen that right now." Yeah, I mean, in in I mean, I guess it really probably doesn't see a lot of use in Sable's art, but you know, um, uh, but the to be honest, for me, uh, it's a two hundred that makes it makes uh, Charizard either two ten, which is even even more tanky right uh, but to me the the where i wanted where i where i thought the most use would be was giving sableye 50 hp which uh the games uh, the games i got to put it on there it was kind of like useful uh oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Made him, or even made like him... put it on a cram rate and like a pseudo mirror a cram can't knock out a cram but you can knock out his yeah. it's it's great yeah and then you uh, can I really switch card the... heal a little bit so you know that way if they tool you off you're you're still safe I really wanted it in the Gardevoir matchup, uh, because then, uh, haha, Cresselia, you can't 
just dunk on my Sableye. Right. Uh, but uh, I could not find it in that matchup, uh, which was one of my losses. I, I went, I finished middle of the road, uh, uh, basically needed to win my last match to get some sort of prizing. Uh, the, right. We played a, a close mirror, it's actually a mirror match, kind of oddly. Like a couple people actually played Sablezard 2. You're making like, it popular. You're making I know. It I was like, this is way too much Radiant Charizard in this room because I'm the guy that usually only plays this. Like, there's too much, <laughs> too many people are getting reps. I gotta, I gotta switch. Yep. So, uh, but uh, I ended up losing a really close match. Uh, it was, it was a good match with a, a good friend, Garrett. Um, but yeah, finished mid, but it was fun time. Good charity tournament. Um, people pulled out some fun stuff. So, for sure, for sure. Sounds How was your great. week? Uh, it was pretty all right. Uh, you know, works work, uh, but gets, you know, get to the weekend, uh, you know, obviously uh, play Thursday locals, just hang out with, uh, you know, the team, the homies, all the locals. It was great. Um, just chilling out and then, um, you know, kind of using that as prep going into uh, the, the cup at top deck this week uh, here locally. Um, and five of uh, us at team sports uh, car junction or team junction uh, go out there. I think it was like, mid 20s as far as you know the the attendance uh but uh four of five uh made it to top eight uh so uh you know it was a good team effort you know the the testing out went pretty well um you know after top eight it started to become you know let's eliminate each other kind of thing uh <laughs> and uh i get to top four end up losing to team our our teammate uh adam uh, aka random dude we've had him on here um uh, before he's been on our team challenge teams um super solid player um we go into uh, you know a best of you know best of three three game set i take game one and super close matchup i'm playing lost box um boss box uh turbo lost box again and he's playing a chen pao like a very aggressive kind of hybrid with uh two of the um uh canceling colognes and I set it up to the fact where, you know, we go into game three. I, you know, since I lost game two, I got to choose going first. Um, set it up where I went first and then there was, you know, we, we ran out of time as he was going into his second turn. So he was turn zero. Um, so he only theoretically only had one good turn of attack. Um, but then he got off his play where he got <laughs> to uh, take two prizes with, uh, you know, um, uh, the cologne, uh, get my manaphy up there and do all that fun shenanigans. Um, and I was able to respond with getting a, a KO, um, you know, to tie it, but because, you know, we're tied and it has to go to a winner, he gets an extra turn and ended up ending, ending up beating me. Um, if I would have, if I was able to get boss the turn before or that turn, I win. Cause I would just take extra prize. Um, but, um, it wasn't in the cards for me. It was a well-fought match um and then he ended up going to finals obviously um and then taking it home um getting the win so you know having you know four of four of eight making top eight of the team and then obviously one winning um super good for the team you know obviously and just good for you know myself as well um you know getting in top four uh 32 points which puts me at 112 uh so off to a pretty decent start this uh this season um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, one quick, uh, little side tangent I want to go on, um, with 
just not me necessarily, but like everybody on Twitter that's, you know, posting, uh, you know, their, 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 their cup wins their their lists and their mats and all that fun stuff. I say, go for it. Like all of us can't be Azul or can't be toured. Right. So we got to bask in the glory that we have, um, especially, you know, depending on where your skill level is, um, you know, it, it means a lot to win a, a cup or a challenge. Um, and you know, I got to call mellow magic Carp out because he's throwing shade on people, uh, you know, posting up on Twitter, like, yeah, it's just a, you know, uh, a challenge or a cup. Um, but for me, I say, just do it. Um, I have no shame in doing it because I was proud winning mine. And I know a lot of people I've seen on Twitter, you know, locally and abroad, um, doing the same. And I say props to them because I love, I love seeing people's success and like what they were winning with. So, um, that's just kind of my side tangent, uh, throwing him under the bus a little bit. I don't know. How do you feel about that, Chuck? Well, let's back it up. I'll run it over him, too. Uh, <laughs> I, was say, uh, I agree with you. I, I mean, for some people, um, cups are, are are the Super Bowls. Like, these are, these are where you get people you don't normally play against. You get some people coming down a harder competition, and, and you want to win these. Um, and it's something to be proud of. I mean, these aren't things that uh, you get to walk in and like, we just, I, I'm here. I win. Like generally, you know, sometimes that happens, but generally, generally, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, generally, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta, you know, actually compete. You gotta play well. You can't um, like leap through it and, and come out on top. So if you win one, be proud of yourself. That's an yeah, accomplishment. I mean, regardless, um, like it's it's like what five to six rounds, and then going into top eight cut. That's a lot of Pokemon in one day. So if you yeah. are the one that's the last man standing, last girl standing, props to you. Like, yeah. shout it from the Go top. Off. Be top. happy about it. You yeah, got yeah, a map exactly. that says champion on it now. The only Mello's, uh, the only Mello's just standing... mad that he didn't get uh, Gyarados mat. <laughs> uh, the only. Uh, the only caveat I'll put into Mello's thoughts is anyone that like because we're seeing a lot of uh, winners and I would not put if you're looking at like deck archetypes like I would not look at oh this guy won a deck this guy won a cup with it like I would not say that those are all great decks like I, cups you can win cups with some odd stuff I can say like you can surprise some people not saying right, because they're... generally cups. And or challenges are, you know, mostly locals that you do have people to travel in and out to go to these. Um, but you know what your local meta is like. And if you're yeah. one of those people that like to, you know, make up those spicy decks, you know what you're, you know, you have that known meta uh, so you can tech for it. <laughs> it That might that might work where you are, uh, but it not, might not work here in Pittsburgh and then vice versa. You know, like it, it just depends on your local meta or, you know, your meta calls. So. Yeah. 100%. So if you're looking at meta meta gaming cups and stuff like that, take take the post with a grain of salt, but if you're winning the cup, celebrate it. Be happy with yourself. Uh I was super proud I won mine and I don't care that it was only 10 people. I, I had to win three really hard matches to get my win. So it was not simple and easy. So for sure, for sure. But Enough about that, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it is time to get into some Charizard talk. Um, Charizard, like we said, we kind of alluded to, uh, is the new big deck. Everybody is super hyped about it. Um, you know, it hits hard. It, it's it's 
actually a playable Charizard. We don't see those very often. Um, there's a lot of good things going for it. So I'll, I'll kick this off to you first, Chuck. Um, what are some reasons um, that people, you know, that or that, or what are some reasons you should play this deck? Um, you know, going into this challenge season, this cup season, into Pittsburgh Regionals, um, what kind of has you hyped about the deck? Um, it has. Oh, I don't know exactly what's hyping it besides the fact that it's Charizard for me. Um, like it has playability, um, and it has some features to it that helps lend it be pretty de- a decent play. Um, the big one of the big things is the beef of Charizard. He's a big boy, hard to take he down. Is, he is a big boy. Uh, um, it can get up and ready pretty quickly for a stage two deck, uh, and it it hits decently the right amount of numbers for taking knockouts and and such. So it has a lot of things going for it, and you get to play fire cards. So. Even though yeah, it's a dark fire's Pokemon. been yeah, fire <laughs> fire's been down, but like the dark type actually helps out a lot. Yeah, uh, because you know some of the you just won worlds. Gardevoir was in the finals. Uh, two very prevalent psychic decks. Um, I know there you know there's a smattering of other psychic decks out there, but those are two big decks that you pretty hard counter. Um, I would say it, it does set up pretty consistently, like you said. Uh, the amount of times they're turned to, they get a Charizard out there with the energy acceleration. Um, you know, the amount of times that they actually do that compared to them, them whiffing, I feel like it's, you know, higher than 50% that they're setting up and hitting on their second turn. Um, obviously, Charizard's really good and then he's tanky. So you're probably not losing him to a one shot um, in most cases. Uh, so then you can start swinging again. Um, one other good thing about the deck, I feel, is, you know, the early game is. It is what it is. Charizard's, you know, what, 180 plus, um, but he's not really hitting too hard um, at the beginning of the game. But once, you know, we get to the mid to late game, he starts hitting like a truck. Um, yep. And that is another card which kind of has a comeback mechanic kind of built into it where like, you're more dangerous the further the game goes. Uh, so you can definitely have it with the with the Pidgeot, uh, you definitely have room for cards like Irida or Roxanne or something like that. Um, where you can restart your your opponent down, but still hit hard, and then them not reasonably knock you out if they don't have specific answers for you. So those are some things that the deck really has going for it, um, mm-hmm. for sure. And I don't think there's a, a super bad matchup per se. Um, they're all they all seem about fifty fifty ish, and you know, obviously, good players um, would take that any day because then they can have that skill expression to uh, make those decisions to win win those close close games. Yeah, and and uh, Charizard's grass weakness, um, obviously with the terror type getting off of the water weakness, which is prevalent in the meta. So being grass isn't super prevalent. Uh, we'll see if it becomes a little bit more popular. Yeah, yeah. We'll but see. but without it not necessarily being there at the moment, um, there's not many things that are just wiping the floor with him after he comes out. So. Right. Um, with that being said, like some things that counter them, I see a lot of people like talk about grass decks or grass archetypes or or one ofs and decks they can hit. Um, we've seen what Leafeon uh, V uh, slash V Star V Max. Um, we've seen people say that. Uh, 
what what's the other ones that uh, people are saying? I can't think off the top of my head. Um, there are a few uh, other grass attackers. I don't know if anyone brought up like Wo Chen or something like that. Yeah, Wo Chen that was... being a viable deck now that you have something that hit for weakness or the one that I saw that I liked was Shaman. Yeah, the Shaman V, right? The Shaman V. Yeah, not you don't even need to use the V Star. You just uh, bring out the Shaman V. It's a grass and a colorless, and uh, you bring it out later in the game, and you easily one shot thing. You easily one shot Charizard earlier, even earlier in the game, and you easily can one shot other things later in the game too. So it's because of that revenge blast attack. I like the versatility of that because it's useful in not just taking out Charizard. Right. So I mean, the question is, do that? Does that just like plug and play to anything? Um, are you just putting it into specific decks? I think the two decks I kind of think of where you could potentially do that, obviously Arceus, um, Arceus like Pile, uh, but probably like Arctina, uh, since you're already playing Grass Energy, you can kind of throw that in. And that kind of goes alongside Lost Box Tina. Um, it feels like a really good partner with Garatina. Um, what are your thoughts there? Um, yeah, that's not too bad of a partner. I don't, like... Tina, I find it hard that you would actually need it, per se, but uh, it is an easier, like... Deck construction, kind deck, of. Like it, yeah, it, I mean, you you literally just get to throw that in. You're not worrying about trying to slide grass energy in or anything like that. Right. It's just a one-card addition, so it does go into the deck easy. I, I just, with, with Tina, I especially in, like, Lost of Tina, Arc Tina, I can see it because you're not going to you're most likely not going to have Star Requiem availability. But in, like, Lost Tina, you have the, the, the I get to just KO Charizard attack anyway. So right. the question is whether you can make use of that 280 on something that isn't necessarily Charizard, because that won't take the knockout. For sure, um, for sure. We'll, so we'll see. On, depending on how Charizard shakes out what he's paired with, like, it's Arceus is there, and you can take advantage of that, or if it's just Charizard by himself or something like that right like we're gonna stick with the with both the tina list right now because i feel like tina is still just a lie we kind of saw it worlds um i've seen it locally a little bit here too where like there's some success with it but it's like it just feels like it's not nearly as like the, the lost boss variant it's just not as consistent as like turbo lost box and like arc decks if you're gonna play arc decks i feel like Maybe going back to like Shamansky's list where it's like uh Vulpix and a Duraludon or something like that. I've seen really good success with that. Um, you know, in some of the 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 challenges or cups I went into in Ohio. Um, things like that feel a little bit better uh than Tina to me. Um it still feels like a lie, I guess. Yeah, I mean when you like the, when I look at Arc Tina lists, a lot of the time I look at them and I go, these are Subpar lost box lists, right? And like subpar Tina list. I don't know. Like Artina just gets to Tina faster in my eyes, um, because you're you're trying to do the harder Mirage Gateway to Tina. But um, but then like the the real like get the real thing that gets me on those lost zone Tina lists is that you're not like fully committing to lost box. You're just using it as a way to Mirage Gate energies. And I feel like that's a detriment. Like, I, I don't know. 
that's probably why it's consist like maybe the consistency issues uh because i feel like we've come to a head on on lost box and how you consistently get up and running and we see the cards that are in that and there's you know a lot of lost box itself just making it run you know it takes up a large portion of the the deck list but you can variant it with charizard braided charizard you can put in tar turbo turbo uh things I, I think for me, I would go something like I would start with Lost Box and I would try and squeeze a Tina in. Like, uh, that would be my way of playing it rather than sure. the heavy. Like, I see a lot of heavy counts of Tina, like, you know, three ofs or whatnot. And you're making sure you get them down. Like, for me, like, the game plan is like still Lost Box it and then Star Requiem and maybe Lost Impact. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, other, I... like, I, I my end game is just I start requiem once and that's game on something. For me, I don't. I, I again we're we're really kind of trying to focus on Charizard here, and we're kind of varying with the Tina. I think both Tinas just are a little bit clunky. Yes, they can take multiple KOs um, on Charizard lists, but obviously uh, Charizard can set up and hit harder, especially once you take knockout. So if they have multiples, it should still be pretty fifty fifty. Uh, I think the better counter, um, other than just like Atina, is just path to the peak and stop them from setting up. If you have a deck that can fun function without um, needing abilities, or at least roll box Pokemon abilities, um, and you, you can kind of just set up a path and, you know, slowly hit damage with like Turbozard or some kind of um, Arc Pile that doesn't need um, ability after you set up... Um, that kind of feels more of the way to go to me if you're trying to directly counter Charizard um, currently in the current state. If you can stop it from setting up and you could take out those Charmanders, it's way easier than taking out a Charizard. Yeah, definitely. It's doing what is probably like 60 or 70 damage is better than once or twice or whatnot. But yeah, definitely. Right, right. Uh, one other thing with like Lost Box going into it. Um, it just it's it's actually Sableye sets up some really good math against Charizard. Um, if you haven't really played that matchup yet, uh, because if you have like an Arceus and a Charizard set up both on bench or whatnot, or even if they're one's active and whatnot, you can put 80 on the Zard and 30 on the Arceus. That just sets up a really, really easy KO um for um for Dragonite to come in and then just take a, a KO on one or the other because you can do you can set it up where you know obviously you can. That's a hundred. You, you that's enough math where it's an easy two k two shot KO there, and then depending on when the game is, it's not getting knocked out in return, and then you can take that other one out. Uh, so just right there, it Lost Box has some pretty good math uh, setup math to to knock out taking four prizes, and if you can just find out a way to take out like a a Pidgeot or a couple one prizers. Uh, with some stabilize, it feels like a pretty good matchup. Uh, and honestly, it feels like maybe that's the deck that plays best against it. Yeah, I think th that's the 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 part you're getting at. Like the the Charizard deck plays two prizes that you can uh, you can find a way to whittle down at one point in time. And with mm -hmm. Lost Box, if you can, you know, do those two for one trades, um, that Lost Box has been known to do, I think you'll still end up on the on the uh, better side of things, even being able to maybe work around Charizard in general. I mean, mm. 
or just sprinkle the extra sable eye that you have on it until you have it down to 250 where Dragonite can come in and and uh clean clean up as they say. So 100%, 100%. But yeah, I mean still Charizard's a really um interesting deck. I'm I'm kind of interested to see where we uh see it here in Pittsburgh. We'll get into more of Pittsburgh uh you know, regionals meta talk here on the, the second half of the podcast. Um, but yeah, Charizard pretty good. Um, yeah. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but with that being said, I think that's going to be enough for, for Zard for now. Um, let's take a quick break and pull into the pit stop. And with that being said, it is time for some trivia, Chuck. It's time yeah. for trivia. 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 I'll, I'll start us off. This one might be a little too easy for you. Maybe not. I know um, a couple people have said I've gone a little too hard on you uh, with some of the last <laughs> ones lately. Even though you've missed them, you've gotten close, very close. But I, I will rein it back in a little bit. This is a okay. this is a card that has seen meta relevance. I don't okay. know if it's actively meta or you know in the present in the past, but the, it is a standard legal card. Okay. So today's Pokemon attack name is Mean Look. Son of a gun, I've seen this before. Yes, you have. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be mad at myself to even use a lifeline. This is like used, me and I have me used and this with Hellblade. <laughs> I have used this attack before because I have looked at my opponent and said. I give you a mean look. <laughs> That's my attack. Uh, yes, yes. Darn it. Um, I knew it was going to be easy-ish, but still fringe where it's not like Insta. No, I, I have no idea where to start. So, uh, Because anything could do mean look. I mean, that could be a psychic. That could be dark. Um, It's probably not like a water. It's either psychic or dark. I want to say probably dark, but um, I'm going to ask for a lifeline or a, a hint. Hint. Let me get in a, a what? What do I got? What do I? What options do I have? Obviously, stage um, and typing set. All right, let me go type. Dark. 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 Okay. Dark. Meta relevant. I'm gonna say it is currently. What? Well, I mean, at one point in time, because I used it at one point in time. So, mm -hmm. and it hasn't been recent. So this was been out for a minute. Um, maybe, maybe not. What stage is it? It is a basic, basic, basic dark. All right. So, if I give you the next hit, like it's almost a layup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basic dark. So dark Pokemon. It's most likely saw some sort of play with maybe Eternatus. Not on Eternatus. It's not on Moltres. It's not a Dark Ride card. It's not. Um. Oh, Umbreon V. <laughs> that is right. It is Umbreon V. Ah. <laughs> I tried to throw a curveball in there. <laughs> I just had to sit there and go through meta relevant dark cards for a second. That's yep, good. You got it. You got oh, it. You I, got I, I was going to be like, don't ask for evolving skies. Come on. 
Oh, no, that was good. 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 All right. Well, it's my turn to try and stump you. And I have one that I don't know. Maybe, maybe some people will know or not, but I have a feeling we should. I don't know. It could be. I missed Hellblade, dude. I met, I missed Hellblade. I'm never going to let myself live that one down. So I, I don't think we've done this one. So um, I, I'm going to give you the same thing. I don't have a pack this week. Uh, unfortunately, oh, no. I didn't win any packs this week, so I can't open anything. Just buy something. <laughs> I should have. I did not. I bought singles, so tough on that one. Technically um, pulls. Uh, what? Well, uh, hey, this is a single I did pick up on that day. Okay, That's then great. you did. You did pull this. All right. So, uh, so the attack on this is called Justice Kick. Justice Kick. And it is a standard legal card. Yeah, Justice Kick. I'm thinking well, there's a couple things that kick. Obviously, Metacham kicks. Uh, I know it's it uses this meta uh, yoga loop. Um, so that's potentially it. Um, Justice Kick. Um, Zapdos. Galarian Zapdos is a very kicky bird. I don't know if any of those. I think what like the regular non-V one, I think, is... A card that you let you've played a lot in the past, but I don't remember the attack name. Uh, so those are two front runners. Those are both obviously fighting. Is there any other relevant Pokemon that kick? Now I will give you the same set of lifelines you gave me, and I'm uh, going to ask what type it is, and you're going to say fighting. I'm going to say water. Justice kick water. Okay, water. so then that eliminates. Both of my top runners, um, a water Pokemon that kicks the justice. Wait a second, that, that's the Palafin, right? Ah, <laughs> I couldn't get it by you. Oh, I'm yeah. kidding! No way. <laughs> that's that's team mascot right guy, there, you, baby. Yeah, you're trying to get the dolphin by me. That ain't happening, bud. <laughs> I did. I I made sure I, I did not pull one out of any of my Obsidian uh, Flames packs. So someone had one to deal, and I was like, I need to own that card. So that was yes. my hit for the day. Yes, and uh, and also became the trivia question. So let's go. No, it was a strong day for trivia for both of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With that being said, though, I think it's time to get into who will win, and I'm pretty sure it's your turn to pick this week. It is, and um. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one because I thought it would be kind of funny. I don't think I've done this yet. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm gonna do the battle of uh, what do we call them? You okay? So it's Magikarp. Who would win, Magikarp or Phoebus? The battle of the flippity floppity flishes that do nothing besides splash okay so magikarp or phoebus phoebus uh i feel like i i just feel like magikarp as much as he gets dogged on for being like the most useless pokemon especially you know obviously in gen one before you know all these other generations came out I still feel that Magikarp is just a tougher fish. Obviously, the evolution, I think, Gyarados would be uh, melodic. Um, I just feel yeah. like Gyarados uh, or, or Magikarp is just better. 
the shinies cooler. They have like jumping competitions with uh with uh Magikarp. So I think it just Magikarp has to win that because Phoebus, I just feel like generally is just a weaker HP Pokemon uh than Magikarp has ever been um really uh, in in the game. Yeah, well that's you you are correct. That is basically why I thought why when I thought of this because at the tournament uh i was playing a phoebus in my deck and uh one of the people brought up that it was perennially 30 hp like magikarp in the trading card game so i was like oh so these guys are on like even par like they're both weak 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 <laughs> uh little fishies that can only splash because that's the only uh, i will say though i would probably much rather eat a phoebus than a magikarp if that makes a difference <laughs> Uh yeah, well, it might. I don't know. I've uh, Magikarp has been known to taste. I think I've read that many a time in a Pokedex that Magikarp's taste disgusting or something like that too. Yeah, fair. They're, That's probably true. Um, yeah, I, I I don't really have a good argument for Phoebus in that uh he's chill. Uh, so uh maybe the 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 Magikarp will tire out faster. And, and Phoebus will come in for his one splash yeah. to do the deed. Um, he'll give him, you know, he'll watch the Magikarp tire himself out, flopping around because uh, Phoebus is he he more or less sits there most of the yeah, time. Yeah, Magikarp will just do a high jump and come down and body slam, even though he doesn't have the move body slam. It's just inevitably <laughs> it's an accidental, uh, accidental, is an accidental body, body slam that will do damage to take Phoebus out. Uh, either, needless to say, this is like a. a a stormtrooper shootout. The first person I think in this fight, Phoebus or Magikarp, that gets the hit in wins. <laughs> They're both so low in historically low in HP and right and weak. For sure, for sure. Well, no, that was a good one. Uh, yeah, there weren't. It wasn't the Clash of the Titans, uh, but it was definitely. Uh, an interesting battle. Uh, the 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 weaklings of uh of the Pokemon world for sure. I, I I will I will concede though. Uh, if if uh, if this fight gets to the point where one of these guys evolve, or even if both of them, uh, I will I hundred percent back the the gear display on that one. So hundred percent. <laughs> Very cool. Well, with that being said, I think it's time to take a quick break and get a word from our sponsor. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. And don't forget to check out our weekly league Thursdays at 6.30. All right, we are back. Thanks again, Sports Card Junction, for being a terrific sponsor of the cast. Um, and we will move now in to the news. Some good news. Uh, Pittsburgh Regionals, we'll, we'll start there, uh, went live over the week. Uh, it came and went real fast. It came and went. Uh, it is currently sitting at sold out for TCG players uh, at 6 1,670 registered players at the moment in Pittsburgh. So, did that hit the kicker without like I didn't have 
that up there. Do you know if that hit that kicker for whatever point thresholds that they they expanded upon? Uh, upon? Uh, let me go find that article that had that, and I can look at the kicker. Uh, yeah, but it while he's doing that, I mean, I was on right away. I got a little worried because um, as I'm trying to register like two or three turns at times, I have to refresh saying it's not sold out yet, um, but people are processing it. So it was definitely very, um, you know, it was very gut-wrenching or whatnot, especially going after NAIC and see how, how fast uh, that sold out. This one sold out in you know, just about an hour. Uh, I know a lot of people in our local Discord um didn't see it right away and then obviously missed it and it sold out so uh felt bad there um but it just goes to show that the game uh is definitely being or it's getting more popular um people want to make those pushes for worlds or others uh the game is just super fun um and you know you love to see it and you hate to see that at the same time and when it comes yeah. to how fast it sells out yeah i mean i was definitely worried myself in in uh trying to get in um, because like I said, uh, uh, I was at that charity event and I had to register. Um, I had to finish registering as uh, seven o'clock hit. Like they were like round one pairings are up and it's like and then seven o'clock hit. And I'm like, Oh, Oh geez. And yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm sitting there having to refresh and go through it. I'm sitting, I, I ended up sitting down with my, my opponent. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, I got it. I just got to register first. Let me get through this. Took me a couple refreshes. I got a little worried after NAIC. And then then I saw the screen where it's like, okay, you're in. Like, just pay. And I'm like, yes, yeah. just take my money. <laughs> Please just take my $70 to register for uh, regionals. You know, when uh, yeah. NAIC wasn't that. But it is what it is, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Look, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping... I mean, re that's expensive. Uh, I'm not going to say that that's horrible. At the same time, I've I've seen other events cost a little bit up there in, in certain things. I mean, Pokemon, you do get, I mean, some goodies. I don't know. And you're there for the whole day. Like, you can do a lot of fun stuff. They do put on a good show. It is a little expensive, excessively expensive, but... If it's going to get us these larger venues, I mean, because uh, David O. Lawrence is pretty big, pretty big it place. Is. And when I'm seeing, um, my, like, I actually have a little bit of, like, no, like, knowledge of this convention center because it's our home, like, our convention center. So, like, when I see the amount of names they're putting, like, the, not names, but numbers of people, I'm like, okay, so they're getting the big hall. Like, they got the whole thing. Um, and they're going to ma like fit as many people in there as I guess. So right, right. I'm happy for that. Like, I know that they aren't just getting half the convention center. They're getting the whole thing. They might not get the bottom floor. Maybe they have the bottom floor. Maybe that'll be for vendors. Who knows? But, uh, they're making maximizing the space. And if that costs a little bit more, I guess, then, uh, that's inflation. That's the, the way the world is going, I guess, at the moment. I don't know. But, yeah. And to round it back to your question and whether you hit the kicker, you do. 1024 is the number of participants for the, the max kickers 
on on regionals. So the top five twelve would get points as long as there's I'm guessing one thousand and twenty four masters players. Right. Because that, that number of total registered players, I believe it's all three divisions combined. For sure, for sure. Well, very cool. Um, yeah, uh, I'm excited again. Um, now that it's official, uh, we've we got those tickets purchased. Uh, now it's just time to get there. Yeah, yeah, super excited to get there. And now, yeah, like you said, just get there. And now we got to pick a deck and and all that fun stuff. But uh, to round out the the news, I, we had one more one little thing I wanted to throw in there. Uh, right, um, there's a new Pokemon released. Uh, in a in a trailer, in case anyone saw it for the for uh, some of the new Scarlet and Violet DLC, uh, it, its name is Poltergeist. So uh, it's an evolution of Sinistee. I don't know if it goes to, if you have to go to Poltergeist first, but it's a it's a a ghost grass Pokemon that hangs out in a jar rather than a teacup. So. <laughs> we know what it does. I I have not seen this. Uh it has a cool new. I'm I'm just reading about it. It's neat to see new Pokemon uh, come out. Um, it has new abilities, but I mean, this is more like video game stuff. But then we eventually, you know, we're gonna see a card about it. Um, so interested to see where it uh hits up, uh later down the line. But hey, thought it was fun news to add in. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah. So that's uh. A good little bit of news. Uh, obviously, we'll have more, you know, next week and the following weeks. Uh, but with that being said, I think we'll move on from the news and jump into our Triple P uh, season watch. Uh, see where we are currently, where we, um, you know, what we plan on doing this week for potential points and kind of go from there. Uh, so, Chuck, as always, I'd like to start with you. Um, where are you at? And... What is this week looking like uh, for potential points? Okay, so uh, I have not changed from last week because the only event I had that we did, I didn't have a point event, a point getting event uh, this weekend. Um, but this week uh, is looking is is starting one of my what do you call them triple threat weekends, whatever you want to call them. So. Uh, starting Friday, I have Challenge Cup Challenge. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday Cup, Friday Challenge, Saturday Cup, Sunday Challenge. Right. Um, so, uh, looking forward to that, um, and hopefully, getting a couple of um, good finishes. I need right. um, my last two cup runs have not fostered any points. Um, middling finishes if middle bad performances or whatnot um so i'm switching it up i'm getting uh i'm i said myself i'm i gotta get off the sables art train for at least a little bit right. i need to try something else i can't just uh force it um per se so uh, i'm gonna try the i, I think i'm gonna play ice cap um for okay. a week for maybe the weekend we'll see how the first week uh goes first event goes but definitely probably going into friday with ice cat um taking the team's advice on certain things and builds and and, and going with that uh, i like i like the idea of having a palkia in there so that's what i'm going to go with uh, at least one of uh in the deck to have something that isn't just uh hail blading um so 
Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's solid. Um, a very big opportunity for points for you this weekend. Yeah, eighty. Po- I mean, potentially eighty points if I maximized for the weekend, which right. uh, would be good. Out. I have, I have another one of these later, uh, next month. But I actually think it goes, cup, challenge cup. I think it's backwards, so that's even more points. Uh, but big point weekend. I would like to come out of the event with something close to 50 points in general the weekend um and that's i mean you can get there a bunch of different ways so uh that's kind of like where i would like to be i just want some solid performances um because the last two have been um not good so exactly so yeah for me um still sitting at or with this last weekend i'm at 112 points um, do have a cup this weekend for sure on Saturday, and there is a potential for a Sunday cup as well. Um, but probably not going to that one, but for sure going to uh, at least one on Saturday um, at the Vault. Uh, obviously, you know, majority of my team is going. Some of us are on different decks, obviously, with uh, Charizard being there. I think are, there'll be some Zards out there. Um, you know, obviously, I want to get. You know, the win, get 50 points, get me at that 160 plus uh, mark, um, you know, would be a very good spot at the season at this point. Um, As far as the decks that I'm going to play, um, you know, potentially still Lost Box, uh, Trevor Lost Box. It feels good. It's still a potential play for Pittsburgh, although at least locally, it you know, obviously I don't you don't want to play the same deck all over, over and over again because people will start countering you. Um, there, there's definitely decks out there, uh, that just hard counter it, um, that are still pretty decent in the play, at least B, B tier decks, uh, Lugia and such things like that. Um, I feel really good against the, the mirror matches and the Tina matches. Um, Chen Pao is, uh, especially the, the aggressive build that Adam is playing with, um, with the cross switchers, Palkia, uh, canceling Cologne. That, that it's just such a hard matchup to win. Because it always feels like that deck has it, uh, and when it does, it just takes out your your two Pokemon, uh, and there's not much of an answer to do um, there unless you play super perfectly. Um, so yeah, obviously that's a a matchup I'm worried about currently in the in the in the local meta. Um, you know, obviously, there's still pretty good decks out there. I might go back to Ice Cat as well. Uh, we'll see. Um, those are kind of where I'm at. I don't think I'm gonna. I'm not gonna play Charizard yet. I'm not still. I'm still not 100 sold on it, and I have not put any personal reps in uh, playing with it. I played against it plenty uh, with proxies against uh, some of the teammates there. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm kind of stand, standing at. Lost Box still feels really good. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I just I I I I I like the Grass Cat for this weekend as well. Um, grass Cat I, or Ice Cat. Ice cat. I'm sorry. Ice cat. <laughs> Ice cat. Uh, grass cat crossed my mind because it is like the rogue thing that I would like to play. But um, I'm going to wait. I wanted to say I'm going to wait and see if Charizard takes off uh, because then I might retweak grass cat to see if uh, yeah, if if people if are Charizard... like that's kind of a kind of cool transition into going into Pittsburgh uh, where Pittsburgh is going to be the first regional with Charizard. Um, if a deck like Charizard, you know, starts to pop off. Do we feel like the counters will be at Pittsburgh or do we feel like uh, Pittsburgh will just be like the Charizard show? 
Uh, it's hard to say because the Pittsburgh would be the first one that I feel like uh would be the, the time frame. I just doesn't think work. This is like Pittsburgh would be its first true large test, um, in IRL cards. So, but we will have a couple weeks worth of, you know premier Ups. online event yeah. uh, tournaments. So whether it shows up, so if it shows up and does really well in those, then what you might see is a hype for the event, but then it dies off because people find easy ways to counter it. And then, then everyone who thinks about playing it might be like, ah, it's not a good idea. And then the people who do play it get countered or something like that. Um, but if it just mediocre, like it it does well, but doesn't like pop off. Um, then it could fly under the radar because people might not deem to respect it. Right. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. Um, but yeah, as far as just like overall meta, uh, we'll we'll go beyond Zard and counters to Zard. Are there any other decks that you're really, um, you know, high on or very low on in the pro, 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 pros and cons to these these decks? Um, so the decks that I have, at least start with the ones that you're high on right now, at least like a couple of them. I have four decks that I'm like, are even on my radar at the moment. And the ones that I'm high on are decks that I feel like can play in any matchup. So the Chen Pao, Chen Pao, uh, Ice Cat is one that I feel like can play into the field and do well, um, Path to the Peak could give it issues, but I also feel like the deck can be built to play around that and, and still do well and or just play around it in in general. Um, so that's one I'm really high on and why I want to explore it a little bit more well before Pittsburgh to to know its ins and outs and whether that if that is one that I choose. Right. So I, I think it does. I don't know of one that like I don't know of a matchup that it's terrible. Like, it's just unwinnable. So, Right. So there's one that is kind of on my radar. I've not played it uh, in a little while, but I've, you know, obviously Andrew Mahone took it to Worlds. I've seen a lot of that. If you're not playing Zard, you're playing against Maridon right now. The deck has generally always been a very aggressive turn one deck. Um, it's good going first and second. Um, being able just to hit on your first turn going second. Being able to set up like a very dominating uh, turn one before your opponent ever sets up or goes um, on a lot of these setup decks. Um, it feels like it's very punishing. And then with the addition of Path of the Peak to that deck, um, you know, once you get that board state, you don't really care. Uh, feels kind of dangerous. Um, it just does the deck maintain the energy uh, that, you know, they continuously get attacker after attacker going. Uh, but it's definitely a very dangerous, quick deck, early game deck. Um, and I would, I, I'm willing to, you know, say, you know, say that you should be playing, play testing it a little bit at least beforehand. Um, if anything else, just to know how to play against it. But obviously, the deck just is pretty strong going first or second. Yeah, yeah, I can totally uh, see that as well. Okay, give me another one that you like. 
unfortunately, I've never really been a huge fan of that. So I don't, I don't have any kind of hand-on experience of, with Mariah. It doesn't have like that. Right now, it doesn't have that super high-end damage, though. That's another thing that does kind of hurt it. Um, because the, the version that you're going with, obviously, is path-heavy because uh, there's a lot of decks that need abilities. So you're going to use the Flaffy engine and not the Reggie uh, engine to boost damage. Uh, so you really don't have any damage modifiers for the most part, except for a belt here or there. Um, so against Charizard, you're going to be setting up two shots. So you're trying to like outpace them. Uh, kind of like what we mm-hmm. talked about. Path them, outpace them, hit them, uh, do things like that. Obviously against you know some of these V Pokemon against like mirror matches or stuff like that. You're trying to take out those two uh, 220 HP Pokemon. You can do that pretty consistently. Uh, that's where the deck thrives. Um, and and it, it can pay, it can tr- trade favorably into like lost box and single prizers. Uh, if you, you know, uh, set up the math correctly, kind of come in and out with attacker. So uh, deck feels good. Uh, it, it probably not like the super most powerful, uh, but it definitely has a lot of upside going into Pittsburgh. All right. Well, another one on, on my radar, um, kind of like sneaking on them. I'm not super high on it, but I can't deny it's it's uh, power, I guess, or or it does well, just wins. Uh, Giratina, but the Lost Box version, um, it is posting a currently a positive win ratio of fifty three percent, um, in in the Subsidium Flames meta online. So like, I can't fault it for for having a over 10% share and above 50% uh, win rate. Uh, so for whatever reason, sometimes just Giratina wins, but then you'll, I, I guess you're playing Lost Zone, so you're going to have those Lost Zone hands sometimes. So you might have to accept those. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm i confident with Lost Box, just playing the engine uh, quickly, getting through the games and... Uh, just having Giratina in the pocket, hopefully finding a build that I, I find uh, that I like that having it in the pocket and being able to take big knockouts when need be. But so like I, the community keeps saying Tina's busted. I have some local here that saying is busted. It's so good. I've tried it and tried it and tried it. I keep banging my head off a wall testing and it feels all right. I'm not saying it's bad, but it never feels like, dominant it doesn't feel like because it sets up slower uh you got to get your you know your evolution out there so with lost box it's like what at least to me it's like you want to set it and forget it like just set it down and hit garatina doesn't do that you can't ever really do that unless you play a thornton play it's a little weird um which is obviously (laughs) possible um but that's a lot of setup i i feel like for me um, and you know, I, I know I'm talking to exhaust on this, but Turbo Lost Box just feels really good against yeah. the majority of matchups. The one downside I would say, especially going into Pittsburgh, best of three, nine rounds, expecting you to go into day two, you know, and then another, what, five, six rounds, then potentially, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that is a lot of Pokemon, a lot of micro decisions in a short span. We kind of talked about it a little bit last week, uh, where Lost Box. Um, generally is just a deck that kind of drains your, your mind where, you know, you won that case the next day you were just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and then like, for me is like, after, you know, after my win last week, 
uh, getting the, you know, the win, the 50 points. I was just like, I didn't even want to play Pokemon the next day. I was just like, I'm going to take a day off of Pokemon because yeah. I've played so many rounds and so many things. So, um, yes, it feels really good into the meta spread, but depending on how you play, if you don't play fast enough, A, or, you know, just those micro decisions could just wear on you. Um, so that that's where the deck kind of is like, I'm unsure. I feel confident in myself in the deck, but obviously there's a lot of room for small misplays that can add up um, if you're not on your game, especially late in the day. Yeah. Uh, that's that's generally one of the reasons why Lost Zone has slipped down. Um, I've played a lot of Turbo. I agree that it's a very good variant. If I was going to play, but for me personally, I'm going to play a variant that is solely Lost Zone without, I don't know, a Tina evolved or something like that. I feel like that's even a little different. Like adding Tina kind of changes what your your game plan is. Um, but I'm just a Sablezard junkie, I guess. So yes, um, and that is on my radar. I want to play it, but all of those things you just listed are like I don't know if like it's. I have to be in the right mental space to make that call to know that I can do that for nine rounds and then be able, uh, then hopefully uh, all good things happen and then do it again for another six rounds the next day. That's potentially um, 27 games of lost yeah. box on day one. And that has been my experiment, like, well, experiment, uh, not experiment, but my experience in, in running it as long as I have is I have not had a quick game of Sablezard. Everything is long and gr and is a grind. Um, and there's the definitely something quick... to be said about being quick because, like, when at AIC, when I, you know, I got day two there, I, I was playing a deck that, you know, it was not brainless, but, like, you're playing, you know, Colorless Lugia. Your setup is pretty straightforward, and then you're just trying to set up things and just hit. Um, yeah. There is a lot to be said with a deck like that. You just set up and hit. Maridon, I think, is very much like that as well. Yeah, so uh, I have not... The only games that have been quick is when my opponent doesn't get, like, bricks. So those are the only quick games that I get, or I brick, and then I'm on the bad end of it. So, um, yeah, that I don't know if I, that's the way to go. So I, I that's why I'm trying some other things to see... If uh, we can get through that, I am confident in my ability to play at a pace that I can get three games in because I can. The problem with that is that I'm confident in my ability to play at a pace that can get three games. Right. The question mark is the opponent uh, because the opponent, if the opponent doesn't play at a pace to play three games, I won't get three games. So, and that's just, I've seen it. And there's nothing I can do about it because it's not necessarily they're playing slow, but um, if they're not playing in an urgency, like they're not playing with a mindset that they're going to play, they want to play three games, like then right. it's not going to happen. For sure. That's, there's a lot to be said with that. Um, and, you know, Gardevoir, Lost Box variants are very prevalent still. Um, and if you have a player that doesn't play at a quicker pace, uh, you know, malicious or not, it's just kind of almost impossible. Yeah. I, I, a lot of times it happens against Gardevoir. They have a lot of things they need to do, a lot of shuffling, a lot of in and out. 
uh, refinement and stuff like that. And and it's just like, I know what you want to do. And I, half the time I'm watching it, like, I know what you're trying to do. Just do it. Shuffle, discard some cards from your hand, and let's go. Like, get your turn on. Like, right. Gardevoir always ends up getting what they want. They just have to take so long to do it. Right. Uh, All right, so are there any decks that you would absolutely say, hey, don't play. This is like this is just a bad play for for Pittsburgh Regionals. Uh, Mew. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, I think it's a bad play. I I don't like. Yes, it just won worlds, but that's why. Like, it just won well, worlds. Exactly. the The radar's high, so decks that are not dark by nature are going to be playing their Mew counters, Drapion or Spirit Tomb, plus Charizard. Charizard is going to be there. going to be the number one deck, or at least number two. I I can't see it being anywhere below fifteen percent, at least in this first one. Where we go from there after Pittsburgh may be different, but like I think it's going to be at least fifteen percent. People are just hyped on Charizard. I'll give you double digits, but I don't think it's top. I, think I mean, fair. Will... It's going to be a large percentage, and if 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 it's first or second place, and you're seeing that much, just let's ballpark it at fifteen. You don't want to play a Mew deck. You just no. you're not going to trade favorably into that matchup. No, that would be my number one. Don't go. Don't go with. For me, it's Gardevoir. Um, for a lot of the same reasons we said with Lost Box, I feel like though it is just a slower setup deck uh, in general, and I feel like. The ceiling is so much higher, but like the floor is so much lower. Like if you are not a toward level player or somebody that has a lot of reps with that deck, that deck I just feel like is not good enough for the general public to just say, bring it to a tournament and do well with. Yeah. And on top of that, Charizard. <laughs> Decks are going to be out there. Charizard just going to, it's going to struggle to hit the numbers and it will just take return KOs. Uh, and feel good. Yeah, and Char and Gardevoir really doesn't. It's not adding anything, like for the third, like the second set in a row. Like it's the same thing we've been seeing. Uh, there's nothing really new to like wrinkles coming yeah. from in City of City and Flames. So, uh, you are literally going in with like the archetype that everyone kind of knows what you're doing, as well. Very but, fair, very fair. Uh, my last one, I have one more. I would, but this is maybe a personal thing, and I still have a vendetta against it, I guess. I would not play Lugia because that's just coin flip, baby. Like, does it, does your opening work? Like, I still feel that. I, I played a couple people playing Lugia, and I watched him, uh, I watched him just not be able to find an Archeops. Like, Mezagoza tails. <laughs> Mezagoza yeah, like, tails. <laughs> uh, and then the next, the next turn, he needed a basic something or other, and then flip those the capturing run gets evolution. Like just, uh, yeah. The the coin I'm over that kind of stuff. Yeah, the depth, the coin coin flips can be a plus or minus. I don't know if I would play Lugia right now, anyways. Even if you get set up, it's just the math doesn't like add up to you know some of these matchups, especially Charizard. Uh, I think uh, if I'm correct, Tyranitar even with four uh, single strike energy still doesn't knock out a Charizard. 
Uh, I can tell you after you keep talking. Yeah, so I believe uh, it doesn't. And and that's a lot of resources uh, to put onto one Pokemon for it not to take out a Pokemon. Uh, and even if it did, which I don't think it does, but even if it did, it, re- it's it 10 short. Yeah, it's 10 short. So even if it did, though, the Charizard will just return KO you and then do it again while you have to set up so much more. Uh, so I just I feel like Lugia is just not the play right now with Charizard potentially being a high meta share uh, in that math being just just off. Uh, obviously, the single strike could take the knockout, right? Yes. Um, but the single strike Urshifu could. Uh, but again, if it's knocking you out in return, oh, yes, that's three prizes to two. And then the same thing goes where it's like your resources to re- recycle that and try to do it again. You can't really do it again uh, in that deck because then you got to set up a, a stage one a second time, which you don't generally play recovery there. So then you don't have an answer for the second Charizard. Um, so the deck feels like it's just not quite hitting on all cylinders on that matchup. Um, it does require three of the energies it's not so much the energies there it's the well you have to be able to yeah you also have to be able to recur the energies like Mm -hmm. uh because you're you're going to discard them so yeah uh, you need to do that potentially three times (laughs) but zard will just take take a return ko on it and then nothing else can really do much to it i believe so i I just feel like lugia is just not quite there it's still good deck it still sets it could, up, but it just feels like it's something's a little off with the deck currently in this current meta game. Yeah, it it could tank the first shot. Urshifu would be able to if if no one does any prize taking or anything like the first attack is is Charizard hitting an Urshifu or vice versa. Like Urshifu could tank one shot, right? Uh, uh, up to you've taken two prizes, but uh, the moment you hit. Three or uh, three or four, because you're not going to take three. Once yeah. you take the second knockout, um, you are probably you are getting knocked out. Correct. Um, so yeah, those are the decks. Um, I don't know if we've missed any currently. Uh, I mean, I that's that's the beauty. Is there's a lot of things that can play in the meta, like, but a lot of other things are going to be very low potential like not low potential but low uh share like you're gonna be kind of like a uh lower pool looking into the bigger pool like yeah for sure so yeah we'll see uh there's plenty of time still between now and pittsburgh uh so we'll continue to keep an eye and keep up to date on the meta kind of talk about that as we get closer uh, and then all things Pokemon. Uh, but until then, I think that's going to probably do it for us for the day, unless you have anything else. No, no. I think we I think we covered mostly everything we want to talk about. For sure. So I would just want to thank everybody again for staying with us till the end. Uh, and then we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. Uh, if As always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Panux1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at 
watchwhimsy. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.